What's up, everybody? Brent Gunning, Daniele, Franceschi alongside me. How you doing, bud? Doing well. Good morning, sir. You should be doing well. I don't even know if you know this. You like came in. Well, I I came in here and you had already alphaed me this morning. This is super (laughs) inside baseball. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it the chair? It's the chair. It's the chair. You took my chair. I don't know. The only person who makes me sit in this chair. Is Ailish, okay? That's the only okay. one. And you come in here with, you know, your your sunny disposition, but let's be honest, you're no Ailish. Yeah, and you that's boot fair. me over to the Cuthbert <laughs> I never, seat. I would so never. I don't know. Cons- I'm just well, I'm off kilter. I don't know. There's a reason you're there. That's okay. the reason. It's for Justin. The bus? No, that's not Justin okay. driving the bus. That's where Justin sits. Yeah. That's where Justin sits. Okay. I just don't want to sit there. Okay. <laughs> Shots. Cuthbert. Sure, you'll never have heard that. But let me just put it out there that's in the That's why ether. I said it. Cuthbert, Daniele's coming for you, bud. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, indeed. Nice job with that. Sampman behind the glass. Yes. I was giving a lot of love to Andrew, so I just want to give a little love early on to Sampman. Mm-hmm. I don't want him feeling... We, he probably doesn't even know about that. It's no, like, we, we need to make sure he understands he's appreciated. He is appreciated. Yes. I mean... So was Andrew, just so we're clear. That guy was very good. But Sam, man, happy to have you back. I know you've been back for a while, but I'm back with you now. Uh, Again, I'll be here all week. You're going to be working here all week, I imagine. Uh, McKee's coming in as of Wednesday, as of Thursday. 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 Can't can't do too many mornings for that guy. Kind of got to really take it Load manage right there. Yeah, the the Kawhi of morning radio, except not as good. Uh, So he would agree. So I can say that there. Uh, Fun weekend uh, to be had. You asked me what I did. No, too much and nothing at the exact same time. We had polar opposite weekends, so Mm -hmm. we won't uh, delve too much into that there. Uh, But I hope everybody had uh, had a fun one out there. Uh, Now I am sounding like McKee. They are starting to dwindle down actually now uh, into summer. what else? They are, sadly, there's what? I think two more left before Labor Day, well, which I, I know a lot of people say, oh, there's still another month plus left. There is. I'll there is, that. technically speaking, and especially for you, Gunnar, as mm-hmm. a golfer. Of course. And I, an avid golfer at that. But that being said, for the people that have to go to school and get back into a routine, it's it's Labor Day. Yeah, but it's once, coming. But then it's it's like it's a handshake agreement, and I'm sure there are people out there, well, they wouldn't be listening to this, I don't think, who would say, but I don't care about this. I say most of us do, that we lose summer and we get football. Oh, it's, it's like it's fair of a trade. Like 100%. It, is, it is the ultimate trade. What do we say when two teams make a trade? If both teams are going, all right, I don't, I don't love it, but you got to do it. Mm-hmm. It's a great trade. And I think that is exactly what you get with just shaking hands with football and saying, I will give you my summer. You need to give me red zone. As, and you're going to get it soon. As somebody that's been every Sunday going over to Scott Hansen's Twitter yes. feed, and just refreshing every he Sunday did. for his his tweet at 1 p.m. <laughs> Eastern saying five weeks, four weeks. Yep. Yesterday was three weeks. It is so exciting. I'm, you're talking to the right fellow here. I'll trade it off. No problem. Yep. Can't can't forget. I just had my fantasy draft on Thursday that we do our home Feel, league. Feeling good? Mike, oh, electric. Made a trade right after the draft. Oh, yeah. too. Electric. Before a game's even played. Love it's it. incredible. Wheel I love dealing. It. Yes, Love to oh, 100%. hear that. Uh, Tis fantasy season. I know a lot of people having their drafts. Uh, it's always always interesting. Like some weeks, some leagues like to wait for the dead week. Yeah. Some leagues like to go early to prove their their football lore, their football knowledge. Uh, whatever you do out there, uh, enjoy it and talk to me exactly as much as we just talked about That's your it. fantasy team. That's there. All. That is the perfect perfect Correct. amount. Uh, we should talk a lot more than just one sentence mm-hmm. about the Toronto Blue Jays. Good weekend. Started off super frustrating. 
Hicks blowing it, giving it up. And, you know, it's one thing if he gives it up when he's dotting 104 and somebody catches up to it. But when it's the off-speed stuff, and I know his off-speed is still pretty quick, but frustrating loss to start it. But then Bo's back, DeYoung's gone, bats wake up, five bombs. You have a tighter win on the Saturday. A lot to like from this weekend for the Blue Jays. A lot of positives. But yesterday glosses over some of the negatives too. And naturally, I guess that makes sense because they go out and they explode offensively where they score 10 runs, 12 hits, a bunch of extra base hits, the home runs. Yep. It's, it's a it's a nice, sexy win after what, again, amounts to a long, prolonged stretch of offensive struggles. Mm-hmm. That Prior to yesterday, they had, you know, scored two or fewer runs in five of their 10 games before that. So there's a lot of frustration still, I think, looming now is, you know, you got to be, if we're being optimistic, well, maybe they, maybe they unlock something. Maybe there's a spark there. Who knows? They hit velocity yesterday. Hunter Green came mm-hmm. coming back and he's throwing a hundred miles an hour. That's his, you know, that's yeah, his... going out at one ten. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? They, they, what did they do? They went, they hunted fastball. They took advantage of mistakes. They did a lot of positive things. All that to say, and they're getting healthy. All mm-hmm. that to say, I still have my questions. They've For been sure. shut out seven times since June 19th. That's too many. You're not, that's not a sign of mm-hmm. a serious ball club. That being said, to see Bo in there, that that was, I think, the biggest positive, more than the results. Mm-hmm. To have Bo Bichette back in there on Saturday, and he comes out immediately and makes an impact on the Saturday and yesterday, homers yesterday. The one thing that really stood out more than anything else to me. Yep. It just reinforced this is all this is his team. Mm-hmm. It's him. It's his team now. Should probably he, talk to like every member of the level of excellence and all the alumni that hang around him because yes. I've been told at uh to point blank that no, it is not his team, but I can't disagree with you. I, I it is his team. The the he is of the utmost importance to the success of this team now and long term. There's no doubt about it. This it it, it all orbits around Vladdy mm-hmm. in terms of what the potential in the ceiling is, but ultimately Bo Bichette is the most important player, and he's the guy that drives the bus right now. That could change at some point, but you know what? Just look at how much energy it just injected into that ball club, how much relief there was. Not just energy, but almost relief, Uh palpable relief because they had number 11 back on the field and back in the lineup. Yeah, it was great to see him, uh, you know, making plays as well. And the, he goes, I think, three for 10 over the weekend, which yep. is, oh, look at that. He's a 300 hitter still, right? And it's like, <laughs> I know, small sample size. People are going to roll their eyes at that. But that is so nice to see. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered if he went one for 11 this weekend or one for 10. It would have been fine. You would have said, okay, he hasn't, you know, seen major league pitching in two months or a, or a month, I guess. But the fact that he just jumps right back in and it's against a competitive ball club. Like, I don't think we're going to sit here and talk about the Reds like they're world beaters, but that's a real base baseball team this mm-hmm. is not the A's that the the Orioles just beat the wheels off this this weekend right this is a real baseball team that you had to go play a competitive series on the road great ballpark and yeah you, especially coming off the back of the 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 frustrating loss to start it I I'm with you though there are definitely question marks on this team I mean Hicks I'm not going to read too much into that I mean relievers get hit yep. every once in a while these things happen but you know Vladdy it continues to be a question mark now the other question mark about him is his health doesn't seem too serious day to day uh seems like trending towards playing tomorrow seems like a possibility at the very least so that's all well and good but you know brendan belt hit two bombs yesterday is he gonna do that every day like these are the it's always interesting because you know every team has had contributions and pick a sport does not matter gets contributions from guys who are punching above their level or playing way above their head but 
you can't bank on that every given day. So I don't think you can sit here and say, ah, this is a team that's like unlocked power. Brandon Belt hasn't been a power threat since he was like, you know, breaking in <laughs> well, with the Giants, he's right? He's never been a power threat. Well, he's supposed, he's to, never he's supposed to be. And then never really never. amounted to it. Yeah. <laughs> like zero. zero. One, one time in his career, yeah. he's hit more than 20 homers. So. And so again, it's like, great. He ran into two yesterday. Yep. It's like Bichette, you can bank on him running into one every once in a while, but that's not what he's there to do. Like he's there to slash doubles and get the ball in play and use his speed and those types of things. And I think that we keep doing this with this team where because we think of them, we close our eyes and we think of it like, forget 15-16. We just think of it like last year where you go, ah, this is a big boppers team. It's not. It is a team that has better, that has more capable batters than we give them credit for at times, but they also don't live up to it at times. But we need to get out of this idea that they're just going to mash their way. Any team in baseball can do that. Guys can get hot and guys go on runs, but this, if this team goes on a run, forget the World Series for half a second. They just go on a run to the ALCS. It is not going to be because they mashed their way there. Vladdy will have to get hot and Bo will have to get hot, but it's going to be pitching. It's going to be deep defense that, that wins this team their games. And I just think people haven't quite grasped that of this team yet. No, it's fair. I think, I, I mean, I, I can't remember. I think I made the uh, a point on a show recently, uh, a few weeks ago, where it talked about the perception of the team mm-hmm. and how we're, we've become so accustomed with Blue Jays teams that have made the playoffs and that have been good yep. that the identity of those teams has been offensively driven. It's been about how they mash the baseball and how they hit a lot of home runs and they're exciting from an offensive standpoint. But there's this other way and this other side of how how you can win games. It's not sexy or fun, mm-hmm. but it also, in a way, gets the job done. Part of what concerns me is you've now got this extremely effective pitching staff, this great rotation and this excellent bullpen, and you're you're in danger of squandering that. Mm-hmm. And that that is what is really concerning and scary because you've got something that is, you know, the bullpen might be one of the best bullpens they've ever had. It might, the rotation, yep. the depth of it, it's remarkable. You you have Hunjin Ryu comes yeah, out, he's looked, he's looked great. He looked very efficient. He can dot, the you know, he's dotting his pitches again. And and, and yet, on the back end of that, you're just thinking, man, these guys got to be near perfect in order to win. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's asking too much. It's not, we're not asking a ton of the offense, but you got to be better than what you have been. Somewhere in between of, Getting shut out and what you did yesterday, please. Yep. Somewhere in the middle would be nice. That's all. We're not asking for you to hit, to score a bunch of runs and hit mm-hmm. five homers every day. No, no. Just somewhere in between. Big spots come up with the hits that are necessary. You can't lose ball games one nothing. You just can't lose those games one nothing because guess what? You lose on Friday night one nothing, and where are you on Monday morning in the playoff race? You're a half game back of the Seattle Mariners. So that tells you all you need to know. Those games count just as much as what you did yesterday. They all matter the same. You got to show up and you got to deliver and be respectable in those games. Be respectable offensively in those moments. It is a tough league they're playing in right now that they went two and one this weekend, lost ground to the O's and the M's and did not gain a game on Tampa who went two and one against the Angels despite not playing yesterday because of a double dip. That's why it's hard to feel like... You can feel positive, but how positive when you look at what the other teams around you are doing? So I think the way you look at it is that you... I still think when you put this team on paper against Seattle, given everything we know, everything I just said about the Blue Jays for one game yesterday, Seattle can't keep this going forever. They've won six straight. They've won seven. They've oh. won seven of their last 10. I don't think this is a team that's going to fall off a cliff, 
but they're not going to keep this clip going for the rest of the season. And if you if, if you're telling yourself that this is the team that's going to win, you're telling yourself that that's the team you're going to get in over, and then you're going to say we got Gosman, we got Barrios, and Kikuchi, Bassett, whoever like whoever you feel great about in that spot. And I think given the guys that you're going to be able to throw in those games, you will feel like you're winning, or at least it's a at worst a push starting pitching matchup, and that is still what will always give me the most confidence in a playoff series. Uh, I, now you're about to tell me the M's have like the easiest schedule of all time based on the look on your face. I agree with you uh, in terms of your assessment of how the pitching factors yeah. in all this, no question. And there's a lot, there should be, there should be confidence. If you go into a series, a best of three series mm-hmm. and you have those guys with your bullpen, you're well equipped, but man, oh man, I got to tell you, you say, Oh, the M's can't handle continue this. So the blue Jays, you think, okay, well they're, it's they're about to hit the sudden. Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to, so they've got Baltimore here, three, three coming up after that. It gets a little easier. They've got Cleveland at home over the weekend. Then they get three against the nationals. They get the Rockies, they get the A's and then they get the Royals. So it gets easier. Okay. A very favorable schedule. Guess what Seattle has coming up. What do they have? Three against the lowly White Sox. Oh, man. Three against the Royals. Three against the A's. And three against the Mets. Four consecutive series of absolutely, you know, terrible baseball teams. (laughs) Teams that they should boat race. Okay. Terrible teams. So I don't know, man. It's, 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 and. They still have the one game in hand, which they're going to have today. They're going to be playing the the first of their of their series against the White Sox. So, yes, that can it kind of negates what the Blue Jays have coming up when you look at the schedule. Yeah, that's fifteen very gettable games starting in a row. Yeah, starting with obviously after this Orioles series. I don't think uh, given what happened last time, anyone's looking at that Orioles series and going, "Oh, that's gettable." Yeah, you might get it. Uh, it's not gettable <laughs> though. Of those fifteen games, and it, it, you know, it's like. Yes, they can win seven of them and mathematically make the playoffs, but doesn't it feel like they have to go win nine, ten of those games? Absolutely. Just math-wise, right? If you're trying to, you know, get to your 96 wins or whatever you think the wild card is going to end Which up is at. crazy, by the way. It's that's, not, I mean, that's it's absurd. Just, baseball's hard, man. Well, yeah, well it's, it's absurd because look and at really the National easy. League, exactly, right? Yeah. I, it's a, it's just, I mean, I think it's a product of, unfortunately, what, what the league you're in. It's the American League it's is always, crazy. It's so weird how this always happens in every sport. And I know people are going to say, what are you talking about? We've had times where there's been a division, equal division of talent among conferences. Yeah, okay, there have been. But look at it. The NBA, you would know this as well as anybody. It's mm-hmm. always cyclical, right? It's yep. like star star shines in a conference. Other stars want to join them. Then other teams need to load up. And then all of a sudden it's a bloodbath out there. Guys start going the other way. And then it's just kind of a great migration back and forth east to west. We've seen it throughout the kind of entirety of LeBron in the NHL right now. All the star power is in the east. I mean, look at the deadline that we just had. Every player of consequence was getting traded to an eastern division team. In the NFL, like I'm not going to sit here. Uh, you, I, I think you were laughing when I asked our NFL guest this last week of should I care about a team in <laughs> the NFC yeah. outside of the 49ers uh, and Eagles. Uh, in Eagles, right? I'm drawing a blank on the other, right? Look at all the star power in, in the NFL and then the exact same thing in Major League Baseball. It is insane how much, how often this happens in sports where there's just such a collection of talent in one of these leagues over the other. Well, I, you know what? I would say there's one, there's one anomaly in the American League. It's the Minnesota Twins. The mm. Minnesota Twins are going to win a division. They're going to be slightly <laughs> above 500. 
<laughs> and they're not a good baseball team. No, they're Objectively, they're, they're, no, you no. look at the names on the roster, you, you go through the lineup cards and you say, how is this How is this a playoff team, yeah. right? Then, whereas then you look at the American League East and you're oh, talking about the Boston Red Sox are eight games over 500. The Boston Red Sox are 11 games back in their division league. Yeah. They have a better record than the Minnesota Twins. Yep. They're fourth in the AL East. It's so it's just, it's just, it's wild and bizarre. But it, it's, I guess it's always been a reality they've dealt with. I just think to, to think that, because last year was 92 wins you needed to get I thought in. So, yeah. Right? That's what the I think the Blue Jays it might have been less actually because the Blue Jays had 92 they were the mm-hmm. top wild card team. So, but we're going to we're looking at a almost it's got to be at a, a some kind of all-time level here in terms of wins that you're going to need to get in to the postseason. And especially with the way the schedules are lining up, it's going to be fascinating. They've got the three critical games this week against Baltimore here that are going to be important. And guess why? Because they're 11 and 23 against the East mm-hmm. and they're two and eight against the Baltimore Orioles. So you know what? You could get humbled very quickly. And all of a sudden you look up and here comes uh, Seattle with creating more separation just because they've got a very fair, favorable schedule and, and they're red hot. Yeah, that is uh that's nuts. That wasn't, I don't think people liked it when you did that just now. And uh, for the record last year, what do you think the lowest wildcard seed finished with wins wise? I would say 90 wins, 86 wins 86? for the Tampa Bay okay. Rays. So mm. yeah, it's uh interesting. Okay. It could happen. I thought it was higher. Yeah, I would have, I would have thought so too. And that it's funny, right? The Rays, they never feel like an 85 win team anymore. They always feel like a 95 win team. And uh, yeah, a lot, lot going on with the oh, uh, Tampa oh, Bay Rays. Yeah, boy, lot, lots, Bay Rays. Uh, lots going on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryu, you you mentioned him. Yeah. Uh, I saw a quote from uh, Ben Nicholson Smith out of him uh, about about uh, how he would grade his curveball out of a hundred. Did you see this? Oh, he said a hundred. He said a hundred. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like I love that uh, little little uh, quiet confidence coming back there, and not so quiet from Ryu. It's got to feel awesome to have that. I mean, it frees them up. Cuthbert and I got into this last time I was in this. Uh, well, not in this seat, in the seat you're <laughs> sitting in. But last time I was in this on this show with Cuthbert, we kind of got into it about Manoa and can you just send him away, go bye bye for the year? And I said, I need to see one more from you. He got dinged on the knee. He's old. He's had Tommy John. He hadn't pitched in two years. Like, can I just see you one more? I seen it. It looked good. Like. Throw Mano away for the year for now, as far uh, as I'm concerned. I think I that's agree. effectively what they've done. Yep. The fact that he can come back and be this, and I I think you have to give credit to every other member of the rotation for allowing him to come back and be this. Sorry, Alec Manoa aside, but if Bassett wasn't as good as he's been, if Kikuchi hasn't been as consistent, I don't know that they would have had the, they would have still tried it with Ryu because you're paying him 20 million bucks. You might as well do it, but they didn't know about it till after the deadline. So you would have had to have been a little more aggressive and it just allowed them to, and I know it didn't work with the young. We're going to talk about that as well, but you have to give credit to the other four guys on this rotation that have just carried the mail so much that has allowed the front office to kind of play it slow with Ryu and allowed Ryu to play it slow. And if he can just be a, even if it's a five and dive guy, even if you need to go to him as effectively an opener, you're not looking to get him a start. It's just give us three or four, or whatever we can get out of you, uh, you know, in a, in a sixth game of a playoff series, should you get to one that needs that many? It's just so encouraging to see. And it, it frees them up to do kind of whatever else they need to do with Manoa now. No question. This is the best he's looked, I think in a long time. Um, and even cause I mean, last year before he got hurt, he was struggling mightily. Uh, 2020 was obviously his best season with the Blue Jays in that short COVID year. And then it's, it just, it adds so much more flexibility to the rotation to have a guy that can go out there, give you a decent chunk of innings Mm -hmm. and is going to keep you in ball games. And that's what he's doing right now. And you know what? 
They were searching for that kind of guy for a long time in that five hole. They were been searching for that desperately for him to be able to go out. He's locating well, and he's not a guy that relies on velocity. So he just needs to locate. He needs to locate. And yesterday he was doing a great job of that. They gave him some run support. That's what I think you can just, you ask for that out of your fifth starter. Mm-hmm. Think about the teams that have been, these these Jays teams of yesteryear that have been very good. Those fourth and fifth starter spots have just been guys that can really occupy innings, keep you in games, and let the offense do the rest. That's where your offense really needs to shine, and it did for him yesterday. But he's been really sharp four starts since coming back off of the Tommy John, and it's encouraging to see, and it's great because, you know what? I thought, I really did believe this. It might be a sunken cost when you think mm-hmm. about him coming into this final yep. year of the deal. You're looking, okay, $20 million. In hindsight, the deal objectively probably would have would have looked like a bad deal. At least now you're getting something on the back yep. end of it, which is something I, I would say I didn't certainly did not foresee that or expect that. To get something out of that last year, to get him being a meaningful contributor it's it's a big deal. It's a yeah. big deal. It's a big win. It's it's so tough to kind of give a proper grade to the contract because he was so good that first year, but got lit up in the playoff start. So it's like, how can you give Didn't him credit for that? Didn't start the first playoff. Didn't game start either, it either. Wild. And then he gets lit up, and it's yep. a tough go. And then he comes back, and it's also it's funny, right? The way we talk about money in baseball, it's like when and he signed three years ago. It wasn't like he signed a hundred years ago. We're like, oh my god, twenty million bucks, and it's like ah, twenty million bucks. You find that in your couch cushions <laughs> to go get a couple relievers. Like it is just nuts the way money has changed. But I will, I still think such a big part of the signing of him was getting rid of the whole blue flu thing and the Boris thing. And I think that I think that like they would never look at it this way. They would never come out and say it. But it's like. If it cost him 60 million bucks to get out of Boris jail, it was almost worth it for that, regardless of what you get out of Ryu. Because if you're a real team, like if you're going to be a real big spender in baseball, and I want to be clear, like people think you hear this and it means you have to go out and be the Angels or be the Padres and go get Manny Machado every summer. It doesn't mean that. It just means get what you need and pay for what you have. And the fact that they were able to kind of wash away any of the element that they wouldn't do that. And I don't know how fair that was beforehand, but now it's definitely not fair. And now that's gone. And honestly, that alone is worth the 60 million that they paid Ryu. Forget what they gave him or what they got out of him. uh, No question. It's, it's a, it changed. It's the perception too, that it changes. And Mm -hmm. that's, that was the first domino. Then that leads to George Springer, Springer, excuse me, being a domino. Gosman, Gosman, et cetera, et cetera. But Bassett down the line, you go. It all it all has a trickle effect that now puts you back into the mix of saying, okay, the reputation of the Blue Jays being this stingy team that wouldn't give out five-year deals or uh-huh. whatever the case was, now that is gone, right? Yep. It's completely evaporated because you. it started with Hunjin Ryu. It started with them getting, at that time, somewhat of a big fish yep. in, in a small pond, too, in that 2019-20 in uh-huh. yeah, offseason. And they were able to go out, pay, get the guy that they needed, and it kickstarted their, you know, their build. Mm-hmm. That is a huge, that's a huge deal. Now, frankly, again, it's the same thing with say, Springer. Like, hold on, wait a minute. Ryu and Springer, are we sure it's a good idea? That, yeah. well, I was just, <laughs> now, now, in hindsight, now, if you look at the end of the, Springer's still got a long way to go yep. on his deal. He's getting older. The production's going to decline. How is that contract going to look? I don't know. But would you have, would you go, if you asked me today, if I had to go back and sign those deals, 100%, 100 mm-hmm. times out of 100, you have to do it. You have to do it because it puts you in the position where you get rid of that reputation, yep. that malaise over the franchise of, oh, they don't spend mm-hmm. and they're reluctant to do this and invest in the team. And even they kind of lucked into those 15, 16 years because look what they did. All the assets that they got, yep. they ended up just letting them go pretty much mm-hmm. at the end of it. But 
now they this this that is one thing I will give the front office credit for. There might be flaws with the roster mm-hmm. construction and the offense, and you know what. They they have invested. They have yep. invested. They've been willing to spend. They've identified what they thought were the biggest needs and areas of concern. They've gone out. They've invested the money. They've tried to make this a winning culture and a winning team. Hunjin Ryu was important. Hunjin Ryu was sort of the beginning of that, and that's why that deal, regardless, it makes a lot of sense. It still does to this day, to your point, Gunner, $60 million, yeah. you, you, you happily say that's fine. That's fine. We'll eat it if we have to. Yep. Just a, uh, just kind of a tax of, of doing business. And the other thing about Springer as well is I think it was important. And again, like we're going to be sitting here and for sure the last two or three years of the deal where we've had these conversations at points this year talking about, oh my God, how do you have this guy in the books? How, but th- it is such an important thing in baseball or not in baseball in any sport to bridge the gap between your incredibly promising and already talented and accomplished young players with guys who have a longer track record or in a perfect world like George Springer are proven winners and know what it means. And it's not about that. He's going to get every big hit and every big moment, but it's about being able to sit there with Vladdy and it's not even, and I don't mean to put it just on Vladdy, but he's the one who's been scuffling. So, or Bo or whoever in a big spot. And it's just, that guy's been there and it gives you confidence and it's someone you can bounce things off. And even if you're not doing it, you just, you feel a little better when you got that guy in the thick of the fight with you. Now, again, we can make the, we can make the argument about was Springer the white guy, right guy. Should they have tried to trade for somebody and pay him? These are all fair questions to have, but I, I think you still have to commend them for going out and doing that In, in terms of what we saw this weekend. One other thing I wanted to pick up on, you mentioned the hitting with runners in scoring position. They score 10 runs yesterday, which is great. They do it on 12 hits. In the past, when they've had these 10-run games, it's been on 19 hits with 10 (laughs) walks, and they were still brutal with runners in scoring position. Three for nine yesterday. Obviously, the homers are going to help that. Like, everybody's in scoring position. If you're going to hit a home run, I understand all of that. But the fact that it's just so encouraging to see them actually be able to come through with men on base. And it's not – and again, like – Guys struggled. Chapman, 0 for 3 yesterday with men with runners in scoring position. Bo, 0 for 1 when he had a, sh- a spot in that opportunity. But it doesn't matter because three guy or three play three different times somebody was able to come through and get a knock. And it doesn't need to be four for five with runners in scoring position. I think we get so bogged down on that. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be transcendent. Just squeak one through every once in a while. Like it's so encouraging to see. And that that's the thing that I I I think there are there are many different beatdowns and sometimes they're a little less impressive. That's why that's what I really like to see, especially for this team out of yesterday. The timeliness. Yeah. That's all you need. You need timely hitting. It's not about how many or what mm-hmm. like how you get them. It's it's when they come. And that's that's also going back to to Vladdy and and you know I hate to harp on this and people might consider oh this guy I mean I'm always talking about Vladdy and I'm always talking about how he's got to yeah. be better and you know what you know I think it's ultimately I think it's true especially when you're hitting third and fourth in the lineup and the manager refuses to knock yep. you down the order even as you're scuffling terribly but here's the reality if Vladdy was sitting and I regardless he's having an awful season but if he's sitting 260 like right now he's in yep. 265 I think it is. He's in 265, but you know what? We we see him step up in big big spots, and he's delivering. He's getting you know not just not just these measly little singles here. Mm-hmm. He's become a single hitter, but he's driving the ball occasionally, getting extra base hits, hits the odd homer. We would I would sit here and say, you know what? That's okay. I can take the 265. Maybe it's a down year just in terms of batting average, but, but he's he's still delivering the production yep. for you in those big spots, and that's been the biggest concern. You need the meat of your order 
to do that for you consistently. And they haven't done it consistently. Now, yesterday, it was great to see George Springer put some wonderful swings on the ball. Brandon Belt was obviously had the two homers, mm-hmm. hit the ball well. Bo, you know what you're getting with Bo. Yep. But it's that it's it's 27, man. It's number 27 in the middle of that lineup that when it gets to big spots, it just seems like, especially this year, more than every other season mm-hmm. we've seen him, hasn't been able to deliver, hasn't been able to come up with that big, big hit in one of those big, big moments. That's all you need. It's not about it's not about the peripheral stats. It's about what you do in the spots that really, really matter. I'm sure that's where I'm at with. Them. I'm sure somebody is going to. Pull up. Oh no! Look at this. Well, Here's no, four. No, no, exactly. no, no. But what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna say, honestly, like, if uh, I'll use Cuthbert's terminology, because I guess I'm supposed to, water gun to your head. <laughs> if somebody tells you what's Vladdy's <laughs> biggest moment as a Jay, just the one that stands out, and I know he's had moments in games that yeah. actually matter, but the transcendent moment is still Montreal, hundred percent. And and it's like I understand it's baseball. He cannot. He can't. He can't tell the seven hitter to sit down and go, no, no, I'm going up. It's my spot. Like, you can't be demonstrative. You have to take what comes to you. I understand that. He's had his chances before. Big time. Remember the Otani moment last year where it was like, hey, he's going to, it was like, was it not like bases loaded or two men on or some big spot against Otani? And it's like, here it is. And Otani's willing to sit down. And it was like, that's it right there. Those types of moments. And again, I want to be clear. I'm not saying he's never come through in a spot that matters. Of course he has. He's a solid hitter on a team that's given him opportunity opportunities to do so but you're still waiting for that and hey maybe it comes when he and how many times he said this this year maybe it comes when he rips off four in the next homestand or whatever keep having this wishful thinking i am just dying for him and again there's so many parallels with all the all of the teams in this city but the leafs and the jays specifically what do we say about this leafs core how many moments are we into this career where we're finally waiting for the big moment it's like yes john Tavares scored no t went like all that stuff right you're still waiting for it with Vladdy. And it's not, he hasn't had the track record of seven, eight, nine years like it's been with the Leafs, but it's not been one or two. Exactly. It's been a few with him now. And it's just, hey, open challenge. Prove me wrong. I would love to, when this baseball season is dead and gone, I would love to have a moment that stands out, that it doesn't stand out for the week, doesn't stand out when we're doing plays of the month. But when I'm having this conversation with you next year, when he's scuffling, because guess what? He's a baseball player and he's going to scuffle. You can say, Gunner, what are you talking about? He hit the homer on game 162 <laughs> to send him to the wild card, yeah, or whatever exactly. it is. And no. maybe that's way too perfect, but you know what I'm getting at. No, Daniel. no, no. That's what you need. And those are what those are the star making moments. Yeah, those are star making moments. And he doesn't have one of those yet. We've kind of and, and you know what? He's I'm not saying he didn't earn the hype. Mm-hmm. He did. Of course. But a lot of it. Or not a lot of it. Part of it is the name on the back of the jersey. Of course. That's part of it. And frankly, has he done enough to warrant that continued hype and that continued belief? It's hard to say because the more you look at the collective body of work, the four out of the five years, there's four out of the five that are more reflective of who he is than the one outlier season. That's the reality of it. This is a guy, and just to go over some of the stuff he's done recently. He hasn't homered since August 4th. He has one homer since July 23rd. In August, 17 games, he's hitting 238, a 666 OPS with one homer and six RBI. That's your middle of the order bat. He's got six RBI in one in, in over half a month. Mm-hmm. You can't do that if you're gonna win and you wanna, and this guy is you're trying to build mm-hmm. around this guy as one of your core guys. It's just not gonna happen. And that's why I continue to go back to 
everything about where this team goes and the ceiling of this team is dictated by that guy. Mm-hmm. It orbits around him because you have to ask the question, is he a, an, a, an above, uh, a slightly above average player or is he, or is he really that superstar guy? Because maybe it's just that one outlier season. Everything else tells you to believe that what we've seen the four other seasons is, is who he is. He's got to show you that there's something else there. And quite frankly, not he's, he's naturally yep. gifted. There's no doubt about it. The ball comes off the bat like nobody else, but you got to put yourself in positions where you're doing damage and the ball's coming off, not, not as a ground ball, mm-hmm. to short or to third. Mm-hmm. And that requires you to actually have some planning and study. And I get it. You know what? Here's the narrative. Everybody's talking about recently. Oh, he's got to have fun. He's at his best when he has fun. I get it. He is. He is. But you know what? You know what? You're a professional baseball player, man. And at the end of the day, you got to perform. You have to perform. Don't be pouty. I don't want to see you fraternizing with other players. I That drives me nuts, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's his personality. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get all that. It just it bothers me. And ultimately, I think... I think there's certain guys that, in Bo's case, he needs less coaching. He's he yeah. needs more of his his own time. Vladdy needs somebody who can really, really get their hands on him and say, "No, no, no! When you're going wrong, you got to do this." He needs that direction. He really does more than any yeah. other player. Yeah, it's in, it's incredibly frustrating to see. And you're right about the name on the back, and it definitely leads to some of the extra hype. And you know, the thing that jumped out to me from this weekend, or one of the many ways, is that. You know, you see the reaction to him dropping the ball for the double play. And and look, like, it was a heads-up play. Yeah, it was nice. Nice. Good job. Yeah. Like, good job. I hope <laughs> I hope John Schneider gave him a pat on the butt for that. I hope he did. Like, that was a great job, if he wanted Did he get a Gatorade okay? shower for I that? Ho- yeah. Maybe, right? But we, we talk about it. Like, he pulled off the hidden ball trick by himself. Like, we want – but I say this to say – even guys like you and I who are critical of him, we want to love you, man. Give me the reason. That is the part that I think people hear this and they go, oh, they're trying to make no. it not be Vladdy's no. team anymore. I would love nothing more than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to have his stats walk in here and grab me by the throat for the next month and say, hey, why don't you sit down? No more talking for a while for you. I would Definitely. love that. The game where it was like we had, I think it actually was the day that Vladdy hit a homer because it was like Kirk hit a bomb and Vladdy hit a bomb. And it was like, must have been about a month ago because you said it's been that long. <laughs> yeah, but it's been that it's long, like, yeah. <laughs> I would love nothing more than the be quiet Brent Gunning mouth or month from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. But I just don't know how you can expect it to happen. And the problem is, is that he is so hyper-talented. And the thing that... You know, maybe this is, you know, we we talk to more kind of general baseball people at this time of year. I think this is something to kind of continue to seek outside opinions on. And it's tough because, you know, a lot of times, like, I'll do hits on and outside markets. And if they're asking me about Leaf guys, I give them a pretty good answer. But if it's somebody else who I don't watch as closely, it is, of course, a little more general. And that's what you typically get with Vladdy is all the tools. And guess what? Yep. It is all there. Mm-hmm. But if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. played for the New York Yankees, they wouldn't be talking about him like that on Sunday Night Baseball, right? It wouldn't be this. I'm so glad you went there because there's this misconception about Vladdy from outside media. And people, literally, you have to be in this market in order to get a real, I think, grasp of what he is right now. Because everybody outside sees, oh, oh, he won the home run derby. It's bombs. He's so talented. He's got Guerrero on the back of the jersey. (laughs) He wears the same number as his father. It's so fun. Then then you, but if you're watching games on a daily basis, like I say, sometimes it looks like he's swinging a pool noodle off the plate, right? (laughs) So you have to, you have to keep things in perspective. And, you know, naturally, 
he the baseball, Major League Baseball, and the media that covers him nationally, yeah. they want him to be a star. Of course. And I'm not saying we don't. No, we, do we do want him to be a star. No question. But at, ultimately, there's an element of realism that comes with it. And you have to be, I think, realistic. And right now, everything he's shown us, in in a lot of ways, outside of that one season, it paints a picture that tells you he's right now an average to above average player at the position and, and, and at a position that isn't considered a premium position around baseball. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's fine. He's fine. And I, and I've made this point to Josh numerous times behind the glass. I've said, if we strip away the name on the back and we put the stats on the board and said, here's a guy that some player X is hitting 265 with 18 homers, 72 RBIs, you know, a nearest 800 OPS. You'd say that's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Yeah. But it's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah. Standards are what they are, but you've set the bar for yourself so high. Totally. That's on you. You got it. You have to deliver. You're the one that talked about the movie and all this stuff. You, you that's you you've you've painted that picture for yourself. And now when you're struggling, own it. Own it and and strive to be better. And I hope this is a and one point I wanted to make because I was yeah. thinking about this yesterday. This is not a fix right now. This is if if I, I think this is what we're gonna get the rest of the way from him, to be mm-hmm. honest. It's it's what are we going to see next season with Vladdy? Yep. What is he going to look like when he comes out in spring training? What is it going to look like next year when he struggles? I think we're in another point, just like we were after 2020, uh-huh. where we ask questions about his fitness, his approach, this, that, and the next thing. This is one of those off seasons again, I think. I think this is a pivotal, pivotal point for him because he needs to go back to the drawing board and look and say, okay, is this something that I got to do mechanically with my swing? What about my mentality and my approach? Physically, am I am I where I need to be? I think there's a lot of questions that he needs to uh, look at and address in the offseason that will hopefully prepare him and make him better for 2024. That's yeah, my my opinion on it. Yeah, and I think the other reason why people can get kind of stuck on one side of it or another, right? Like people will hammer him a little too much, quite frankly, I think at times, but people will also over-defend him. And I think part of the reason why is it's because he's a bit of a black box. Like you see the happy-go-lucky nature of him, but, you know, it's part of it's the language barrier thing. Like he's got Hector speaking for him at times and he's speaking for himself. And I think that's great. I want to be clear. Like I'm not, this is not a, hey, learn English take. Like (laughs) that's fine. But when you can't explain yourself and you can't, like he can't go sit down with Hazel and do like the heartfelt interview of like, ah, I'm really struggling here. I'm trying. Like it doesn't come across the same way. And I think that that's why people just almost have trouble or I shouldn't say trouble, but they just are they kind of make up their minds about how he feels about it and they paint whatever version of it they want. If you're someone who's hypercritical of him, and I'm not saying this is you, but maybe it is, it's like, ah, he has no approach. He doesn't even think about it. He doesn't even care. And if you're on the other side of things, it's like, what are you talking about? He's a kid. He loves the game. It's all he thinks about. And it's like, you're just kind of painting whatever you feel about it. Whereas somebody like Bo, it's very much more apparent. You see the frustration. You see him being really happy. You see kind of more sides of it. With Vladdy, it seems like there's only kind of one side and occasionally the frustration can kind of kind of squeak out. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention from the weekend, uh, shout out front office, turning to young into the new Brad Hand. Uh, good job, honestly. Like I'm, I, I'm half joking. How many times did I ask the question about Varsho? Now, obviously, very different with what they gave up for Varsho versus DeYoung. But were they going to hold on to this because we gave up something for it and we made the move? They clearly said, "Ah, eh, this isn't working." No, they just they DFA'd it. Did yep. exactly what they did with Brad Hand. What last year, two years ago, whenever he was on the team, 
smart, good. Cut bait, you yep. did it. There were other ways they could have gone about it. There were guys with options and stuff. I, this was the smart play, and I'm just I'm happy they did it. Immediately cut bait, and hopefully we'd never have to think about this again. Ended up be, it, it ended up being a big win immediately for them because what happened on Saturday? Who hit the homer to win them the game? Yeah, Davis Schneider hit the homer to win them the game. Yep. And that was one of the guys. It was probably him or Espinal yep. that was going to likely be the, the odd man out. They decided, no, we're going to keep both of those guys, and then... And then what happens? David Schneider delivers. So I was very, very pleased with that and excited about that. And you know what? Ultimately, low risk, little move that they, I feel like they kind of had to make it. Of right? course. Just as an insurance policy. Now, did they think he was going to be that bad? Three for 44 yeah. bad? No, nobody thought that I would think without an extra base hit in 13 games. No, certainly did not foresee that. But ultimately, the good thing is. It's it's one of those lottery ticket items that didn't work out. Just yep. like Gen- uh, Genesis Cabrera, yep. I was going to say Genesis. Just like Genesis Cabrera was a lottery ticket that has panned yeah, out, and they deserve nice. credit for that. You know what? Paul DeYoung didn't. And there's going to be times where it doesn't. Now you've got your starting shortstop back. I will say one thing. My goodness, though, imagine if they didn't get him back. It would oh, be a disaster. I know. Yes. But he's there, so it's it's all good. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would love the uh, 30 for 30 is too long, but a 15 for 15 on exactly how much they knew about Bo's knee at the deadline. Like that, uh, that would be Ooh. that would be a fascinating look behind the scenes, yep. right? Because that is an all time sliding doors moment for the season, right? It's okay, like I don't know how this works, right? Obviously, I'm going to I'm going to super dumb it down, but it's like does the medical staff go to them and go there's this 60% chance he's back in 3 weeks and there's a 40% chance it's it's a month and a half or what or whatever it is. Like it's just <laughs> because that's a massive difference in oh, a month a and a half difference. can easily turn into two and then all of a sudden you're into the playoffs yeah. and if that's the case like how how much playing with fire was there? How much certainty was it cuz it was what 2 days before the deadline that it that it happened. So yep. I would I would kill for a behind the scenes look on exactly how much they knew. and again, like clearly they made the right call because Bo's back, so it does not matter. But yeah, if this was a up in the air thing and they were maybe it was a fifty fifty proposition, boy, uh, that is a gamble that ultimately paid off because Bichette's back. But man, I'd love to know oh, about what happened there. That would be really interesting and, and insightful. Uh the the one the one thing too that I thought was uh fascinating from that, and I guess I guess they could I would here's if we're playing doctor. Please. Sure. Yeah. I think, you know, you have medically, you can see right away if it's a serious mm, injury, okay. right? Like if you tear an ACL or something, you can go get the MRI, the, the, you know, you well, get your, I, and I, you can tell. I don't know if the Jays have access to better medical care than I do. Oh. I hope they do. All but right. one time, well, well. <laughs> one time I slipped and fell and broke my shoulder and I went to the hospital and they were like, you're good. And then a day and a half later, they called me back and they're like, I'm pretty sure that's broken. You got to come back here and put it in a sling and give you painkillers and all that. So yeah, I just have, say, just saying that like, no, no, not always. I had a, something similar happen to a, a family member of mine okay. recently where same thing yeah. where they, you know, misdiagnosed yeah. initially and all of a sudden, oh, no, 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 no. You need, uh, you need to get IV for five straight days here yeah. because uh, that is that's actually something serious. The actual best part of it was my uh, my wife, who is a nurse, was like, "Hey, they told you it's fine. You should probably like move it around to try to keep some blood going in there and stuff." And then and I like, was like, "It feel feels right. bad." <laughs> and she's like, "You should probably move it if they said it's fine." And then sure enough, I had to go back to the hospital. And then I came back in the sling, and she was like, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna hammer this forever." And guess what? I haven't stopped. That was like five years ago. That's the biggest you can re- hang the over biggest, her now. The biggest regret of all time is that I slipped and fell right outside of the apartment building I was living in. 
union and I didn't sue them. I've just like don't oh. like my brain isn't wired Connor. that way. And my my like my wife. She, Connor, you we missed were li- it. We lived there while she was pregnant and she oh. like had a slip and fall in the lobby. Everything was fine, obviously, but we were both like. We had never paid rent for like three years if we would have taken. Too, you're too noble, man. I am. I, I am. You are. You're too noble. If, uh, if there's any lawyers on the line, what's the statute of limitation <laughs> on like uh, uh, personal injury lawsuits? Because uh, I don't know. Maybe I can. Uh, maybe I can go back. Uh, if it's greater than five years, please let me know. Five ninety. Five ninety. Include your name and location. Uh, anything else on the Jays before we do? Uh, uh, call it the B list because Alish and Justin aren't here. Yeah, we'll do the B list. Okay. But uh, a lot of great texts already, Jays wise too. So we should. Uh, Mixing some of those people are upset. You're a, oh my you're goodness, a grumpy Gus. They don't Lots. like you. No, Do you there's know how a negative, lot of good ones. Do you know how negative you have to be for people to for me to be around and people to be like oh, that. Daniela is pretty negative. Come like on. I am that's actually. Normally I, I mean, me. I'm looking at it. There's not a ton of negative. No, there's just one guy. He called you he called you Debbie Downer. That's all. Did he? Yeah, he did. He okay, didn't like good. that. That's good. Okay. We'll You're take happy it. about that? We'll sure. take it. We'll take Shout it. out to that guy, Chad from Peterborough. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. We'll get winners and losers coming up at 7:30. B list coming up next. Fan morning show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkus Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, it's time for hey, yo. the A-List. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing bong. What's up, baby? Bing bong. A-List time. Brent and Daniela here. Daniela, you got some topics for me. Or I, well, topic. Uh, we do have a topic um, for these next few minutes here. The CNE gun. Mm. Are you a big CNE guy? Was in my youth. Uh, I'm sure one day I'll feel like taking my child down there at least once. Uh, but until then, I'm I'm firmly out on on the X. Okay. I hope you all enjoy it. But I big time in my life. Did it every summer. I'm good now for a little bit. Yeah, I was, you know, was away for a few years, came back. I think it was last year was the first year, yes. maybe second. I yeah. can't remember. But uh, I have not been since pre-COVID. So I I don't know if I'm going to make a trip, but we'll see. Either I once, way. I once judged a uh, a wing oh. a wing contest or rib contest there. It was a former iteration of a morning show, and they had brought us all down. Oh, that's cool. And it was funny, though, because I got there, and they're like, who's this guy? They're like, oh, he's Brent. He works with us. And they're like, all right, he can have some food, but he doesn't get a vote. So. <laughs> they cut you out they of the cut, voting process. Uh, I want to be clear. Everyone in the building here was fighting for my rights, but they're like, no, no, no. Celebrities only. And I'm like, celebrities? Okay. <laughs> and look at me now. I bet I get a vote now. That's terrific. No, that's funny. I, yes, it would be fun. Wouldn't it be fun to judge? Oh, it was great. Oh, they God. brought out some, like, gator meat for us. Oh, it was awesome. Electric. Um well, food's the big, big, big. linchpin to the, all of this. It's a huge staple. We're going to run through a few food items, and I just want you to say yay or nay mm. if you try these things, okay? We'll so, smash or pass, if you will. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> it's always interesting. I love. I saw, I looked at the list, and I was like, yeah, we got we to gotta read off some of these. Cheeseburger ice cream. It is what it sounds like. It's it's ice cream flavored like cheeseburgers. Yay or nay? Uh, I'd, I'd try it. Yeah, you'd I w- try it? I don't know that, like, if I'm with a group... And we're all gonna share it. I'll like buy, but I'm not like buying a like thirteen dollar cheeseburger ice cream. But I'd take a little spoonful of somebody's. Okay, so yay. Fair enough. I think I'd be yay on that too. I don't know if I'd actively seek it out per se. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, pickle cotton candy. I'm out on pickle anything. Oh, okay. You're not a pickle guy. Pickles. Okay. Just out. I'd not. I'd how would what I'd. This thing is it's infused with dill pickle powder. (sighs) 
okay, that feels like cheating. I thought they were like telling me they like minced the no, pickle in no, a way God, and no. then put it in the thing. That would have been some cooler. artificial yeah. flavoring. That's oh, for sure. No, okay. uh, I'm out on this too. Yeah. I think it just it feels seems, lazy. It just seems wrong. Yeah, it just seems dirty. I don't like it. All right. Um, okay, this one. This one is an interesting one. I'm gonna. I think you'll be a fan. Mm. It's it's a savory cannoli. Okay. Ooh. All right. Hold on. So Leave the gun. It's stuffed with breaded veal. Provolone cheese, tomato oh. sauce drizzled, drizzled with garlic aioli. There's hickory sticks on top, and there's sprinkles. Oh, baby. Give it to me. Okay. So this is I this should be banished from oh, existence. You're not a you're out. Because this is a bastardization it of is, what for sure. of what the cannoli should be. Of course. Be. Okay. Now but sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, that's kind of, that's a little appetizing. But for me as the Italian in the room. I have to. I have to stay true to you my have roots. To push back. I got a hundred percent. I have. To, I have to push back because it's. It's only designated for, you know, having the cream or uh, or, yeah. or or you have or you have the wonderful ricotta cheese inside. Okay, not ricotta. Ricotta cheese inside. Okay, the nice. <laughs> I don't eat it, but I All definitely right? call it ricotta. <laughs> it's like seven A's in it when I say it. ricotta. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully that's. There you go. That's the pronunciation. Oh, that's incredible. So, okay, savory cannoli. That's interesting. Give me one more. Okay, deep fried pizza. I won't say the who this comes who who this is brought to you yes, by. Yes, done. Okay, done. Deep fried oh pizza. Oh my god. With creamy, it's got creamy garlic oh. sauce on top, buffalo sauce oh. garnished with Doritos. Oh baby. Yeah, that, I, seems, you that know seems what? like a heart attack waiting you know to happen. I just found my last meal. <laughs> that's it. If I'm ever in jail, I ho- again, I want to be clear. I don't even think we allow this in Canada, but then I'm going to be killed by the state. That's what I want to do it. I'm like, get the IV drip out of here. I don't want your cocktail. I want that until I croak because that sounds like the best possible way to go. <laughs> go get your ticket to the X. Slam that down. Yeah, your enjoy. But just one, because if it's any more than that, no, I actually I, think you're on the other side. I think and as ha- Pinball said, this side is the better side. Yeah, I think they have medical personnel on scene okay. just in that, case. That's probably a good point, and they probably do, uh, but maybe don't tempt them. Let's not tempt fate out there. Try it once. Uh, don't try it twice. Blue Jays, they tried winning twice this weekend. They lost once. Uh, you know, we didn't like that. We had some things to say about it. Show Ali, I'm sure a little more positive than the both of us. Apparently. Probably. Keep your text coming. 590-590 on the text line as well. One hour of the book. Show Ali coming up next to talk plenty of Blue, Blue Jays on Fan Morning Show on Sportsnet. 590 to the fan.